0: Culture Podcast with Alaska, Curly Castro, and Rock.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, coast to coast America, welcome back to Call Out Culture. We're here. We're here again. It's myself, Silla Rocka, oh. and we are joined by a two-timer now, yes. <laughs> the legendary... Tajay from Souls of Mischief and Hieroglyphics. Hey, hey, what's going down? Yeah, Incredible. Chill, man. it's an honor to have you back
2: with us. It's the best. I'm excited yeah. to be back, man. I'm glad you, you reached out.
1: Oh, Yeah, man. and, and we, we kind of felt we had to have you because we wanted somebody that was, you know, a, a, a West Coast representative and, you know, sort of has a little bit of experience with the, the person we're going to talk about tonight. Yes. At least I think, you know, yes. based off of the documentary I saw. Um, You know, there's some experience. So tonight we are doing the first episode of 2022 in our Lineage of Greatness series. Uh, We're going to talk about the one and only O'Shea Jackson, Mr. Ice Cube. Say fuck you, Ice
0: Cube. you Ice Cube.
1: Yeah, fool.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is great.
1: So, I mean, I I know we all have like a long experience listening to Ice Cube because Ice Cube has been around you know basically feels like as long as rap has been around right um you know as long as my conscious memory goes back at this point <laughs> um you know what what are your first memories of like discovering cube as an artist
2: oh, well, you know well we grew up with with dell so yeah. you know so ice cube was dell's cousin i mean he was in a group cia so he used to play us cia type stuff Ooh. from ice cube and then he said, you know, he's, he's going to do this NWA thing. And he, he plays like early NWA stuff. Wow. And then he he became like Ice Cube oh, at that point. But by that point, he was uh, bringing us down. Him, well, Jinx, you know, his his uh, producer was bringing us down to record demos, bringing Dale mm-hmm. down to record demos. So we, we saw it from... You know the, the beginning to to where it is now. You know, wow. which is, which is awesome. You know, I mean, I remember when Ice Cube cut the Jerry Curl. We were the first people. Dale's video for sleeping on my couch was the first time anybody saw Ice Cube without the Jerry Curl.
3: Mm. He was wow. actually hiding his
2: face. He was hiding his face asleep on the couch, and a lot of people didn't know that was Ice Cube because he didn't have. The Wait, couch. that was Cube in the video. Yeah, that's Cube asleep <laughs> on, on the couch. So him him and Pooh. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Holy shit!
0: That's so wild. <laughs> I love that you said um, Sir I love you said Sir Jinx because Alaska is the biggest East Coast Sir Jinx fan. Man, yeah. Yeah. I love Sir Jinx. And we talked about him briefly last week because we talked about the exhibit album 40 Mm -hmm. Days and 40 Nights, and Jinx has beats on there. And we were just like, anytime Alaska like lights up, he's like, Jinx, ooh, like that's his (laughs) guy.
2: I, I think uh, Surge Jinx and Crazy Tunes, if, if we do like any sort of West Coast retrospective or any comprehensive West Coast thing, you got to include both Surge Inks and Crazy mm. Tunes. Mm. They're a very integral part of what's termed the West Coast sound, the right. skits, all you know, like, like especially LA, right? They, they yeah. I think, really brought to the forefront what was going down streetwise, sonically, right? I mean, mm. uh, and they're like secrets almost, right? Mm. You know, so yeah. so if there's some sort of documentary, that that leaves them out it would be they'd be remiss to leave them out
1: you know it'd be a shame yeah i i I was thinking about jinx since we're talking about Jinx. i was thinking about him like while going back through ice cubes catalog and there's a lot of parallels to me with like jinx and cube Mm -hmm. and prince paul and La. yeah yeah i like that you know like there's such an established sound and like chemistry in those early records and then once like that kind of splits up a little bit and you know Daylight goes and does her own thing cube goes right. and does her own thing there's like a noticeable shift in sound
0: huge and it's like huge. yeah it, it's kind of it's kind of wild to see um uh, as a resident young person on this episode um my first recollection of cube was the straight out of Compton video mm-hmm. but i said it before in the show i didn't know cube like i knew cube first solo as a kid
2: oh wow that's a cra- wow
0: and then when I yeah. saw, then when they start because I I was a kid like MTV'd out and I yes. and where I where I'm from in South Philly like there was no West Coast like West Coast yeah. really didn't hit here until Death Row yeah. where it was yeah. like okay now it's a thing so then once you know like NWA wasn't like hitting out here when I was conscious of it so then when I I knew of him but when I saw like the NWA stuff I was like oh like he was down with Dre and like Easy E whoa okay and then I was like. And I would see the videos. I'm like, oh, that's him. Like, and straight up, <laughs> like, that's that guy. Okay. And then, but when I was first conscious of him, like all the way, I think it was when I connected the dots. Because I was always like, oh, he's like fake iced tea. Like that was, ah, as wow. a little kid, I was wow. like, oh, there's like iced tea. And this is like his brother or like his cousin or something. like, that's how I looked at him. Because to me, like I knew who iced tea was a little bit more than I did cube. And then I remember when I heard, I think like. It's the first Cube song. I, I think like Wicked was like the first Cube song. Oh, wow. OK, like, so later. Yeah, Yeah, I was like, that was when I was like, OK, now I'm like a fan of this dude. Like, mm-hmm. I remember I had Wicked on a tape and I would just rewind that song. You know what I mean? It's like, that was it say? Pass me the pill. And I'll slam dunk it like Shaquille O'Neal. deal. <laughs> it, slam it. Like that shit. I was like, OK, like this is now like one of my favorites. And then when Death Row blew up, I was like, oh, like he's not in that. He's not in Death Row, but he was cool with Dre but he's not with Snoop and Warren G and all them. And then, you know, then he had like, um, today was a good day and the predator. And then I started being like, oh, like he's like this own thing. Cause then easy, uh. e was just kind of making a living diss and Dre and Snoop at the beginning of like the West coast heyday, you know, like on a major label scale. And so then I was like, oh, he's like this scary, like fierce thing. Like, he. Like- <laughs> <laughs> like he's not like gin and juice, like it is not that shit. And I remember like at the end of that video, uh, for today is a good day when he got in the car, or no, he got he's walking in the house and like the LAPD's there or whatever and the helicopter and mm-hmm. and he had the bandana and I was like, oh, he's like some this is fucking terrifying, like this guy, <laughs> this is wild, like he's real. Like I looked at him, I was like, like Dragon Snoop is like fun, like they're like the party, you know, they're playing volleyball and drinking the forties. And the easy was to me was kind of like an instigator. But I was like, like, he's the guy like that guy is the real one to me. Like as a 10 year old or whatever I was. And that's then, as not... you know, I but he was like hearing you be like, oh, yeah, we heard his demos. Oh, yeah. As Dell's like, that's just so <laughs> it's obvious. Wow. I mean, that's the case. But it's like so wild for you. Like, oh, yeah, he was in CIA. And then we heard NWA demos oh, they are pretty good. But then he's fucking ice cube. You're like, <laughs> yeah. No,
2: nah, it, it, yeah. it's, it's nuts now, you know, in hindsight to think about it because I mean, he's the reason why we're here. Right. He put Dell on Dell is in the lynch mob, right? He put Dell mm-hmm. on, he, he gave Dell his first writing credits and all that kind of stuff and Dell put us on. So we're definitely Ooh. in the six degrees of NWA or whatever you want to call it uh, uh saga. But as far as Q being terrifying, that that is uh, always been who he is. I really think when him, you know, when, when you have a hat that just says nigga across the front or bitch killer across the front, you know, and, and this is in your picture. Like you went and got this made this, you know, this is an area where getting stuff embroidered was like big stuff. Like, you right. we're going to go yeah. down to the slot meet, and get this made. And this is what you chose to get made. And the Jerry curl with the, <laughs> with the eyebrows and everything. Like he oh has always God. been, I think terrifying. And that, but that is what's good about him. Um, that's what made him the man. Like, Cube was the man. As far as N.W.A., I think he obviously, you know, I'm I'm a, I'm a ruthless villain Ren fan as well, but Cube was yeah. by far like leaps and bounds just as far as his personality, the attention he paid to his image, you know, never smiling in any pictures oh, and that saying. kind of like, stuff.
0: He never smiled.
2: And and Cube is a funny guy. He's he's that's, hella that's funny in real that. life. He's, he's funny. He's hilarious. And his raps, too. Yeah, his exactly. His yes. raps are funny, too. Yeah.
0: But to me, he, he, he was but, like, he reminded me of Rakim where rakim is like okay the song's called i hate no joke but like i literally never smile you know what I mean? like, <laughs> that's how real i am with my craft yeah. and who i am where yeah. cube was like i think the first time i saw him smile was like friday
2: yeah or some you movie know, I mean? in,
0: in a movie yeah. and that was I, like probably like year eight or nine of him like being out you're like oh yeah, he smiled yeah. okay cool yeah alaska yeah. what was your what was your first iteration I, first
1: the first remember. time I remember even hearing Cube was um, on Easy es record because that came out first and he was like, I think it was that record where he was like Ice Cube, Rice of Rhymes, that I say. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Well, he you know.
0: does it, right? So I
1: think that that was the first time I heard and he was in like a couple of the videos. Like I just remember seeing him. I was like, oh, who's that guy? Mm. He's got an interesting thing going on. And then um, I went to LA when I was in, in between like 10th and 11th grade. Okay. And like, I just remember like, Everybody out there that, like, I, I my friend from high school moved there, so I went out there and like everybody's just like, NWA, you got to hear all this because oh, it hadn't hit the east coast yet. Only yeah, e had hit the east coast, that's crazy. um, so like, I just went to Tower Records and I bought like the uh NWA record and Cool G Raps, to Riches the same day, and it was like,
0: <laughs> that's cool. I was like, Ice
1: Cube was just the man, like, <laughs> yeah. it was just there wasn't anything like him. Like, I never heard anything like him. Like, Ren was very familiar, like, because he was just rapping, right? Like, you could put him him on the East Coast or the West Coast. He's rapping. Yeah, yeah, he's a Um, a flow, yeah. yeah, yeah. But Cube had, like, a special swing to his flow that, like, I didn't hear anywhere with anyone else before. Like, the way he rides a beat is different, even though it's, like, you know, it's still sort of like, straight in the pocket but there's like a little extra swing in his yes. style there's a lot he has a is lot not of flavor on any east coast rapper
0: right didn't. like yeah. a lot of flavor whereas like to me was like a running back that hits the hole like straight up mm-hmm. two three yards at a time like grinding yeah. you out whereas like cube to me would kind of be like a kind of like a bo jackson where like bo jackson could pound you but then he could like break outside and go 50 yards Whereas, like, Ren to me was, like, a fullback. Like, I'm just going to wear you down. Consistent, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Just three yards at a time. You know, give me the ball three times, we get a first down. Whereas Cube's like, I can do that. Then I can jump over somebody. I can truck somebody. I can break yeah. the edge. You know what I mean? Like, he's just more nimble, I guess, with, with like, the flavor. Cube,
2: Cube is on my top ten. You Ooh, know? Oh, yeah. Because you got to think about it. No Cube, no no Tupac, no Cube, no Scarface, mm. no Cube, no a lot of people. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like he, he was... If we want to talk about how rap, you know, especially street rap, is like the embodiment of this sort of urban male mythos, you know, like a pers- persona. He 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 physically embodied that for a long time, and his voice and his voice was that. When we talk we want to talk about the rage or you know all the all the stuff that academics want to talk uh, describe rap, he he was him. You know, and, yeah. and I think the, that that's who gave Scarface and Pac and a lot of people inspiration and voice because he really would say stuff that a lot of times you didn't even understand how to put it to words as because yeah. we were younger, right? We were kids. Yeah, yeah. But he, but his voice was was the actual sound of the sort of rage you feel living in America, and then and then his subject matter, but then also the, the physical embodiment, like literally all black with the hat with the Jerry curl, me mugging all the time, like yeah, like yeah, this this who y'all think all of us are, you, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. he was literally mm-hmm. the embodiment of like, so, this is who you got. This is who you fear, right? This is, this is the yeah. person when you talk about urban or rap or right. the streets or the ghetto or whatever you want, you know, whatever, this is who you're talking about. You're talking about ice cube, you know, Ooh. like, like, like he he really was that guy. And I don't think rap would be the same without him. I mean, Fuck even now. the snoops and everything like he, he really, you know, put it down ice T. Was a little bit more player, right? Because he was right. a grown ass yeah. man when he Yo came up. into. It. Ice Cube was the scary teenager. He was the yes. old dog, or he was Ooh. his character from <laughs> from. Uh, you know he 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 was literally, and not 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 literally. He was <laughs> the embodiment of that, right? In real life, good guy, good family. You know, actually, what's crazy is, is we share this. He was going to go be an architect, actually. So he was in school, yeah. wow. architect. When he when he stepped away to become. You know what's so crazy, yeah.
0: Tajay, when you say that, it's like how the same way to Parallels in New York, where it's like all like the most insane rappers <laughs> were like in like Manhattan for like architecture. Like, what is that school? Like, it's like Manhattan School of Design, but it's like Havoc, Prodigy, pharaoh Maj. but they're all like, yeah, we toted hammers in school. We were like sliced dudes with <laughs> box cutters, but they were in school. We're like... <laughs> like like industrial design and you know what i mean like yeah 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 it there was, was like like washington Army school of industrial but they only came like the most like scary that. fucking rappers they're like oh yeah i was yeah, like you yeah. know box cut this dude's face over like man had like pen uh, pixel design like what the fuck are you guys
2: talking yeah. about i mean well you use you know in industrial design you use a box cutter a lot you know we're, we're using yeah. we're using olfa knives we're using exactos a lot so it's a, <laughs> it's a dual purpose
0: yeah, thing, like like I prodigy think, was yeah. like gonna be a student then he picked it up one day he's like wait a second i can like cut someone's face with this. <laughs> Yeah. Oh shit! It's a like it, a it all came together. I, cre-
2: cre- creative outlet, though, I, I think is not as weird when you think about. This is just another outlet for our right. creativity, and and, mm-hmm. and when you also think about how our options oftentimes just in 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 a low income environment,
0: right?
2: You know, not black, not you know, not even urban, even, but just mm-hmm. in a low income environment, our options are, are limited. So sometimes you see something like, Hey, I love to design buildings, but you don't know anybody that does it, mm. have, you know, and you don't know the pathway to it. And, and, but you still have that creative spark. So you want to push it in another direction. So I, it, it kind of makes sense too. Right. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, how industrial design to, to wrap pipeline,
0: to make it shook yeah. ones too. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, I, I, I think that with cube, there's also like a level of, of bravery, Mm -hmm. um with his art especially early on that like wasn't there with a lot of artists i mean think about he was like what like 19 or 20 when fuck the police came out yeah he was a
2: kid he was a kid
1: yeah you know like being able to like articulate that and then stand behind it while the whole entire country is like fuck you like the president and the fbi are like who is this fucking kid Mm -hmm. (laughs) and just being like confident enough to be like i'm ice cube you know, yeah. and everything I'm saying is 100% true. Yeah. Like that takes a, a ton of balls and I, I don't think so. most people have.
2: <laughs> yeah. y- young people, fortunately, they're going to be the change makers always, right? At a certain yeah. point, you, you have something to lose. And I feel like they didn't have mm-hmm. anything to lose artistically. Mm-hmm. So they went yeah. for it. I mean, this, you got, like, this predates the, even the genre of gangster rap, right? right. So there was yeah. no precedent. I mean, there was PSK and maybe some Ice Cube stuff, but there was no, I mean, the Ice Cube, Ice T stuff but there was right. no precedent saying hey yeah. this is a genre that i'm pioneering or i'm that I'm, I'm part of no this is i mean it was raw right it was just hey this is it here it is take it i don't care if imagine the fbi getting mad at you over your lyrics like that's yeah like you said that's a large set of balls
1: yeah, yeah they start coos. <laughs> you know FBI and CIA start coups. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the the I, I want to touch on uh, and I'm looking at Alaska's syllabus for today because incredible incredible work on and he sent it to me via text it's a very long text um we're we're all kind of hitting on it but his impact right on just culture now right and and Taja you nailed it about you know without him there's no Hyrule without him there's no Snoop or Death Row or NWA but now it's like like I remember when he was in Boys in the Hood right and I remember mm-hmm. my. My aunt, uh, she lives in a town called Steelton, PA, which is right next to Harrisburg, which is the capital of Pennsylvania. And I remember when Boys in the Hood came out, right? And it was such a fucking cultural phenomenon. And I remember my aunt's best friend, who I've known my whole life, her name is Ann. Shouts to Ann. Ann was like, oh, I, that Boys in the Hood movie, that was like unbelievable. She's like, I watched it twice. And this is like in the moment, right? And I'm like 10 or 12 years old, whatever it came out. And I was like, when I realized like that movie, like hit her, who at the time she was probably like, I don't know, 30 or 40 year old white lady in a small town in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And like, she's like, that was one of the most important, like f- powerful movies I've ever seen in my life. I was like, this is him being a part of that, right? Like mm-hmm. think how many people really didn't know him on a mass scale as much as they knew him walking out of that theater as Doughboy. You know what I mean? Like we knew him. Like, like more people can just go watch a two hour movie than like buy a rap CD in 1990, whatever. Mm-hmm. It, 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 as big as all of them were, but mm-hmm. it's like, it's the same way. Like me is like a massive comic book head, like more people are just going to sit and watch a new Batman movie for two and a half hours. Then sit and read Batman books week after week, year after year. It's just like a quicker method. Mm-hmm. So I thought about like how he started that shit in 90, what, 91, 92 with Boys in the Hood and now at the time like how many rappers were like central characters in a movie like and mm-hmm. being a real character you know what I mean like not just some joking ass guy you know what I mean or like the bully or some shit mm-hmm. and then kind of parlaying like I remember I saw him like in the Glass Shield and like trespass and like anaconda like it wasn't like a one-off where he just played himself one time like kind of eminem where he was an eight mile that was never in shit and it's like his impact i think on culture was like and and i would love to hear you guys think i feel like he showed like hey taja you're saying like you can be creative in all these other ways because people want to know what we have to say and we have a presence and something to share And this is the way to get into it. You know what I mean? Like I'm showing you, you can do it this way too.
2: To me, I mean, who else was it? What kid in play aside from fly from him at that time?
1: Were the only other rappers that were even doing? Ice T, I think, had done. Yeah, um, Ice T did break colors and New Jack City with that. Oh yeah,
2: that's right, New Jack City. But Ice T, I
1: don't.
2: Maybe it's my age. Ice T has always been on that level to me. Like he can, he's versatile. Like. It seemed mm-hmm. like he was a. You know how they have the rappers who be like, "I'm not a rapper. I'm a hustler." Whatever.
0: Right.
2: Yeah. Ice yeah. T always has seemed like, yo, he really he gets to the bag wherever the wherever the money is, he's gonna go. Not because he's chasing it, but mm-hmm. because he 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 knows how to operate in both worlds. Right. He can right, work, yeah. work in the street world and the corporate world. So when I was seeing him act, it wasn't a weird as weird or crazy as transition right. as Ice Cube. Right. You're like Ice Cube as an actor because even it's not like we had a personal relationship with him. Dale grew up with him, but wasn't we uh, us. So we didn't know that he had this other set of right. skills. And then, you know, him playing, uh, uh, I mean, essentially Ice Cube, right? <laughs> the, the, but not, not O'Shea though, playing Ice Cube as Doughboy, you know, like mm. it, he, he brought a, a dimension to that film of realness, you know, yeah. that, that that really, like you said, was touching. And if you weren't familiar with that lifestyle, it was like, ooh, this, these guys are scary. This is a scary life, lifestyle, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I, him t- from to see where he's gone from there, right, mind blowing. But that, you know, yeah. he's. I mean, even when you think about the big three, and and you know, just all all the stuff he's done. I mean, the fact that he's a comedic actor now, more so than mm-hmm. anything, just is, is is crazy. But
0: oh, like the he, barbershop he, franchise, yeah, barbershop, like style, yeah, franchise. yeah, Friday, the Friday,
2: Friday the franchise. Friday franchise. It's it's mind blowing, but it just shows how 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 talented he is and and given the outlet. I think a lot of people would be able to express themselves that way, but he 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 opened the door, right? He opened yeah. the door. I, I often think about what Pac would be if he lived, you know, Ooh, okay? You know? Because because it, it it I mean, now you know, a rapper can be a politician, you know. A Rapper sure can chill for uh, for yeah. Bernie Sanders or a rapper Ooh. can you know be an architect or whatever. And it's not, it's not weird to us because we realize right. we're not one-dimensional beings. But he definitely opened that door up. Yeah. Or kicked it down when it was slight, slightly cracked for maybe a couple people, you
1: know? Yeah. It, it, w- one of the things I think that he did that was really important too is like after going through everything like Ruthless, he kind of found his own imprint, right? He put out his own yeah. stuff on his own imprint through, priority. was it with Priority? I think it was with priority. priority, but yeah. he had his own imprint on it. Yeah.
2: And sort heart. of like that In sort heart. of
1: level of ownership being important, good like point. realizing if he wanted to do the things the way he wanted to do it, he needed to like own it.
2: Well, I think the good part about the music industry is if you get screwed early, you, you, you know the ins and outs.
1: Yeah. Mm. And
2: so I, I think that ownership also probably made it possible for him to even have these other options. Right. So yeah, that's why you do a movie on a shoestring budget and, and make multi millions. And then you just Ooh, never yeah. stop. Right. Right. Because, yeah. because you know, you know, what's possible. And I think, a lot, unfortunately, a lot of rappers, especially these young guys who are super talented, super, super talented and have all these opportunities that they're being misled by older managers, by the, the industry has essentially not changed. Right. Maybe yeah. the method of delivery has changed, but we got a lot of older sort of vultry pimp types <laughs> Who, who, are, who are steering these dudes, you know, just, I mean, poison, letting them poison themselves, you right. know, letting them waste their money, not talking to them about ownership or any of that kind of stuff. And so I think Cube's ownership, like you said, early on made it possible for him to do all these other things. It, it, they're not separate. You know, they, 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 I, they're definitely connected.
1: Yeah, I, I think you can see a direct beeline from that to like Friday. Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah! You know, like you're not gonna allow allow me to make this kind, of you know, play this other role. I'm just gonna have to do it myself, right? You know, know, like I'm gonna write, I'm gonna write a comedy, like a day and even. even
2: And I think even Friday, Q was playing O'Shea in that part, right? Q yeah. was from a, a, a solidly, you know, working mm-hmm. class, middle class family mm-hmm. with, with parents with values and all that that's in the hood, in crazy environments. Probably had, you know, a, a jokester friend, a gangster friend, all these different things. Right. So even then, he was pulling from his own sort of palette that he had, had, yeah. had, had, had seen and translating in a way that made a classic movie. Yeah,
1: so. and, and it was great because it gave, like, a... a a completely different dimension to those neighborhoods that you would normally oh, see yeah. on on yeah. screen right like especially at that time like everything was like it
0: was it was a gangster movie yeah. right like after yeah. boys in the hood it was like <laughs> teenagers a- in the hood <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ad- <laughs> menace. It? it was menace yeah. like after yeah. that, it was menace you know what I mean yeah. it was like I said trust but like mm. South Central like yeah. that that trope then became a thing of like yeah. oh like West so much Coast the Wayne gang- Brothers made a parody about it
2: yeah. Dude, oh my
0: god! Don't yeah. be a menace! Oh my god! My favorite movies.
2: And I think Friday did well too because most of most of Hood Life is more like Friday than mm-hmm. than Boys in the Hood, right? You know, that's right. there, there's spurts of violence and there's always you know the sort of looming specter out mm-hmm. there, but you kind of live your life and grow up and be do kid things in in under under that shadow, you know. But you're not sitting around constantly thinking about it and, and oh the cops and ah. <laughs> uh, but I mean, you, you, it's like white noise. Right. I mean, it, it's terrible because I think it leads to, uh, you know, black men li- live the shortest lives. Right. You know, I think it leads to this. Whatever filter we have to put on to sort of quiet that noise mm. is 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 causing hypertension and heart right. disease and all these things. So it's yeah. it's it, I, it's a real thing. But nine times out of 10. Hey, being a kid is being a kid. You, you put that on the back burner and you and you have fun with your homies. You might. Smoke a little Buddha, you know what I'm saying? No, and, <laughs> and, and, and talk about you know, to talk shit on the on the porch. But you know, you're not always sit, you're not scared to sit on the porch. No,
1: dude. Why? Yeah,
0: the there's always somebody you're gonna have a crush on. Yeah, oh. <laughs> Neil <laughs> Long, Jason along. Um, Alaska. Why don't we do our first break, and then you want to do favorite Cube songs and verses? Uh,
1: well, why don't we? yeah we could we could do that yeah that sounds I'm, good i'm just um, looking at
0: the syllabi you know what i mean this yeah <laughs> I we, we sort of kind of hit a lot of the sun yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah we could jump into that Ooh, this yeah. is gonna be oh this is gonna be crazy with the legendary <laughs> <I'm> tajay <talking laughs> souls of mischief hyrule Koha culture alaska castro just to him zilla we'll be back very shortly thank you yo peace people it's prem Rack. I just wanted to hop on and tell you about my new album, Load-Bearing Crow's Feet. Out now, everywhere on Backwood Studios. Shouts to the Wrecking Crew. Shouts to Call Out Culture. Shouts to Willie Green. Shouts to Billy Woods at Backwood Studios. Shouts to Shrapnel. Shouts to Brain Orchestra, Denmark, Vessi, Messiah Music, Small Professor, Fresh Kills, Willie Green, myself, everyone that handled the beats, everyone that delivered the, the rhymes. AJ Swade, Henry Canyons, Castro Zilla, yeah. Fielded and Elusive. Marcus Penn on the cuts, Dr. Quandry on the art. Pick it up wherever you pick up music. Thank you. Peace.
1: The shortest story ever fraught blues no less true.
4: Has this ever happened to you? You go to drink a hot drink, but it's too hot and it burns your mouth. Oh, it. So you cool it down with an ice cube, but the ice cube is haunted. Now you hear the voice of the governess echoing through your head, even though she's been dead for hundreds of years. Now you're at work. Your boss is talking to you, but all you can hear is, I know who killed me. I know who killed me. me. You've got to help the governess. But you won't be able to. Not while your boss is talking. Not while he's alive. Now you're on the run. It'll be nightfall soon, and you only have an hour left of kerosene in your flashlight. Why did you buy a flashlight that runs on kerosene? You hear the sirens in the distance. It won't be long now. Luckily, there's a solution. Call me when you're outside. The new album by Steel Tip Dove is available now on Backwoods Studios Records. Limited run of vinyl and CD is available on BackwoodStudios.com. Digital album available on all digital streaming sites.
1: All right, so so why don't we do this? Why don't we, because we're going to talk about favorite Cube songs and verses. Why don't we do favorite verse, favorite song, favorite record?
4: Ooh.
0: Okay.
1: All right. I mean, I know it's going to be hard to pick, and I don't think anybody's going to hold our feet to the fire on these choices, so just, you know, whatever's your favorite at this exact moment. Wow. So So
2: you said favorite verse, favorite song, favorite project. Mm. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Ooh, I'll go. I'd, I'd say favorite verse Is Gangsta Gangsta ooh, You man. know I can't You know what I'm saying though It's just Hey It's it's the It's the illest You know what I mean though? It's like This guy's a bad guy He's bad This is bad yeah. It's bad Never should have We really shouldn't have Let him out the penitentiary You know uh, <laughs> That's awesome And then Favorite song Dang Ooh mm. Ooh man Oh I like This is gonna be weird I like Bird in the Hand Ooh oh, no on a death certificate. certificate yeah. You know, it just to me, he made he humanized the experience of having a lack of options and making bad choices. Mm. You know what I mean? And and still talked about the politics and all that kind of stuff around it. And then projects. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ooh. Mm. It it'd probably be death certificate.
4: You know, mm. I, I think yeah. so.
2: Just just it 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 um he he became he went from a boy to a man
1: on that recall. You know? Yeah. That's awesome. What do you got, Alaska? So so my favorite verse is uh parental discretion is advised. So <laughs> advise, advise, that advise. shit just that that's when I first like really noticed the way he swings on tracks. It was yeah. like that shit oh, like I mean what is known as a band that you gotta hand it to me when you truly understand it because if yeah. you fell asleep read it in braille it would still be funky. That oh shit God. like the way he goes off on that is just bananas. Like, and that was like '88 and he was rapping, yeah, which yeah. is just nuts. Yeah. Um, favorite song? You gotta go flavor bro.
0: You talked about it on the show all the time.
1: No, nah, I mean I love that. That because I love Flay. Um, I think flaves <laughs> like a funny ass great rapper even though you really <laughs> rapped out, like three songs but if you know like I, I like Flav the way I like Cool Keith like right. just okay. like Fair a enough. weirdo eccentric that I don't want to necessarily hear a whole record of but I want True. to hear like I want to hear Papa Large and I want to hear um, Cold Lampin you know what I mean like, <laughs> <laughs> that's sort of where I am with that um, but man it's tough there's so many great ones but um, I'm going to go with I'm gonna go jacking for beats.
0: Uh, Yo, you motherfucker. You. Just because it's like, you uh, know, one the, the my greatest rap songs of just, ever. Sh- sh- you piece. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah,
1: it's yeah. one of those songs where it's like, he really kind of went at the whole industry there. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. yeah. That and then, that like... I mean, death certificate's a favorite project. Mm-hmm. For the longest, it was America's Most because I'm like a giant bomb squad head. Right. Um, yeah. And then, like, my friend Reggie was like, so go back and you'll see. And like, cause I was writing an article on like, like the, like my 10 favorite rap records. And he was like, just go back and listen to that again.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And this was like, maybe like 10, 15 years ago. And I was like, okay, you're right. This one's the better one. That's like, that's where my obsession with Sir Jenks started. Good call. So it was like, like, I just actually found out yesterday that Sir Jinx produced a whole cool G-Rap record. I didn't even know. Oh, that. you didn't know that? Oh, man. Yeah. No, I didn't know that. And then I threw it on and I was like, holy shit, this is yeah. like, how did yeah. I not know this?
2: Yeah. um When I when I got the verse from G-Rap, he was like, man, I've been fucking with y'all. Jinx is my man. Come on. And I was like, oh mind blown. that Wow. That he been, he'd been rocking with us since back, you know, because Jinx is who really kind of did our first demos and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So wow. He was like, he brought up Jinx. Like, but Jinx made my whole second project. I'm bad with y'all. That messed damn. me up. Yeah, I right. was like, yo, damn, G-Rap. Really? That album, you you know was good. That album is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that's yeah.
1: crazy. It, it, it has a very, like, sort of, like, America's most East Coast version to it. Like, almost that, feel that, about
2: I, it. I, I, That's what I felt when when it came out, definitely. And I think I appreciate it a lot more now because it ha- it still like you said it still had an East Coast flavor, right? Yeah, so so it's almost like Cube on the on the bomb squad uh, stuff had the had the had the uh, the East Coast flavor to to mm, yeah. it. Jinx was able to but still swung like a West Coast record, you know. Yeah, uh, yes. Jinx was able to put his own thing into everything but still make it a G rap, you know. T- Timberlands and, and and you know puffy coat record.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> lots of box
2: cutters on that. A lot of box cutters. A lot of box cutters. Taped up 38s, you know. Yeah, yeah you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Snub nose. Snub nose. Um, Definitely <laughs> snub nose
0: music, yeah. Yeah. All right, so my, my favorite verse is No Vaseline.
2: Ah, yeah. Mm. Okay. Can't
0: argue I, with that. I think it's like so ill because he really, I mean, when they put that in the Straight out of Compton movie where he's recording it, And then they show the NWA dudes like hearing it, and Yella, and the people like reacted like, "Oh shit!" Like that (laughs) was fucking. He got us like, "Wow!" I was like, "It reminded me, you know, it's like the prototype for like Nas Ether, where it's like, the guy who's so serious and so artistic can get dirtier and more wild than the wildest guy in the room." You know what I mean? Like he can go grimier than you could even imagine. And do a whole song called Now You Getting Fucked with No Vaseline. You know what I mean? Like, that was, yeah. I remember that was on like a death row compilation too. Like, they put oh, that wow. on on some death row shit, even though it had nothing to do with death row. But I, that's how crazy of a song it was. That's um, my favorite verse. Song. God damn. Um, I'll be the simp. I'll just say, Good day. I mean,
2: this is a great concept. He's, I, he's got I, the concept. I can't not say
0: it. I can't not say that shit. Uh, you know, like, there's so many incredible fucking records he's made. But Good Day is, like, there's no hook. Like, there's just a break in between verses. All he just says, I did not use my AK. I got to say it was a good day. And then there's just a break. And then it comes back around. And it's like, you can play that song anywhere. And people will get really excited. Like, at a birthday mm-hmm. party, at a cookout. At a bachelor party at a bachelor. Like everyone has a connection with that song yeah. for the most strange reason. You know what I mean? Like talk about like the supersonics and like, yeah. it's like having a triple double and like bagging a girl from the 12th grade. Like, it's just, it was weird to see how much that song is like permeated people. You, you know, the girl
2: uh, that he said, he got the beat from twelfth. That's his wife. <laughs> like, oh he, really? It's just like Kim, Kim Kim is like yeah. yeah yeah yeah
0: Kim like yeah, I didn't mean to cut you just, off though. no No, no doubt. It's just like it's just strained. It's almost like a folk song. You know what hey, I mean? Huh, it's like huh? Yeah. It's it's not like again, it's not nothing but a G thing. It's not yeah. boys in the hood. It's not straight out of comp. It's 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 so it's so ill because it's just universal mm-hmm. even though he's talking about like a hyper specific thing like you said tajay about a hyper-specific person in a certain area with a certain lifestyle. And that actually is more of a universal than anything else.
2: But I think also people can relate to it because he didn't do any of those things that the person in a specific area does. Right. He did Correct. stuff that every, if anybody had that day, it would have been a good day. Right? A good anybody. day. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And yeah. And then, so for me, then the best, for me, the predator is my favorite. Cause it has that wicked, which is like, like I said before wicked is like, would pull me into being like, okay, like you are now. A, a rapper i'm like obsessed with as a kid you know like check yourselves on that album but it has like mugs it has poo it's got jinx to me it's kind of like it's a great hodgepodge of like east and west mm. and then but it has he has like crossover moments but it has like say hi to the bad guy you know what i mean it's like it's it's a great it's a great like primer for someone that wants to get into cube to see like oh he can do all of this shit it's not just just the bomb squad stuff or you know like the nwa adjacent or whatever i think it's just kind of like a good beginning place if you want to say oh this is the kind of guy he is so that's yeah we got gonna say last.
1: i was gonna say like tying into what you're saying about a good day and something i don't think he gets nearly enough credit for as a rapper is being probably like a top three or four storyteller in the Easy. history oh I'm yeah sure easily, yeah enough. absolutely absolutely easily, without question yeah. Know, like just yeah. the clarity in his words like there's there's never a wasted word in any ice cube song but especially when it comes to storytelling I,
2: yeah yeah, yeah. I, I like I, that is crazy that is crazy we don't really give it up like when you list people i mean you know i will g-rap slick rick cube to me yeah
0: yeah
2: great great storytellers but it's not like cube is thought of as a storyteller it's like his persona is bigger than that 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 part of his skill set
0: um Fuck yeah, yo! So I'm looking at our syllabi, right? This is a, <laughs> a fascinating point, Professor Alaska's put up. Because again, we're we're like hitting these things as we're just like kicking it. Um, you said it was he the first rapper to drop an EP with Kill at Will, which is your background picture. I'm not sure if he was or not. I feel like smarter people when they hear this can chime in, but I feel like Kill at Will was like the first major EP. That people like owned, considered a part of the canon, anticipated, loved. You know what I mean? Like I feel like it, it made the biggest impact for an EP. So I'm not sure if it was the first, but I feel like it matters.
1: Yeah, I, I, I'm just trying to think. Like I can't think of any other EPs. Like the two that I remember growing up were that, and then the um, P Rock and CL Smooth uh, uh, the Creator. Yeah, the Creator,
0: Creator. It's a good Yeah, but I don't think Creator is hitting as hard as Kill It Will. Oh hell no that's what i'm saying like like having Jack of her beats like get off my dick tell your bitch to come here like that type hey, of shit. homies <laughs> like endangered species yeah. really like it's it's it, you know the funny thing about like my 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 cube journey like when i really started getting his older shit i was like downloading stuff you know off like this wasn't this wasn't like the kazan napster run it was like later on maybe like 2000 six or seven where you would find like the bootleg sites that would just have like full albums, not like person to person streaming You it would just have like a picture of a record. And, you know, so this is before like legalized streaming, obviously. But I remember like they would have, you know, the full like boogie down productions catalog and the full whoever. And I was like, Oh, I never heard like such and such, or I never heard this album that just missed me as a kid. And I remember I downloaded kill at will and I just put it on a CDR I went for a road trip. And I played the whole thing like fucking six times on a CDR. because. And this is probably 2007 or something, 2008. And I was just like, I kept looking. I'm like, damn, this is like seven songs. And it's like, <laughs> it's like, I just don't want it to end. Like that's, like, that's like to me, like the best part of a rap record where you're like, when it repeats, you're good. You're like, cool. Like, yeah, like, let's, let's keep playing this rather than like, okay. I checked it out. Okay, nice. You know, a couple songs caught me, and maybe I'll go back to them. Maybe I won't. But I remember Killer Will being like, oh shit, like yeah, wanting creepy. it. I'm like, could he have just thrown on three more songs? You know what I mean? It made it like another album. So that was my thoughts on Killer Will last yeah. about the eco um, nature.
1: Another one that we didn't talk about, which um, I, I, I was thinking of was he the first like legit rapper to do
0: a commercial? Right, like mm. I mean,
1: like Hammer did like Pepsi commercials, I think. I feel
0: like but he so, wasn't I feel really like Young considered a legit did, rapper, yeah. Young MC, did um, songs. back
1: in the you know, everybody kind of hated Hammer, but then Q came out and did all those St. Ides commercials. Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: he did, and mm-hmm. everyone did the St. Ides, yeah. But that, he was first, he was the first guy,
1: yeah. He was first, and he was making hot ass songs for St. Ides,
0: yeah, yeah, St. Ides, so,
1: yeah. So, like, regardless of your thoughts on St. Ides, like, he was. I don't know as far as I can remember, like I can't remember any other rapper doing oh no more than ever. It's
2: Sprite Curtis Blow.
0: Oh, Oh, was Curtis Blow before that? Uh, yeah,
2: no, more than ever.
0: That's funny. Because I felt like Heavy D might have been in something too. Like he was like a great pitch man to me. Or like Fat Boys he could have been, yeah. Fat boys, Fat Boys had to be in a commercial. Fat
1: boys, yeah. They they must have done something. I mean, maybe there's some local dudes doing
0: like local commercials too. That's that's a good point. Um, and then you had to think about the double album. Yeah, it wasn't a double
1: album, though. I thought I, for some reason in my head, it's because it has it as the two sides. Life and death. the life and death. Uh, Yeah, oh. I was like, did that come out as a double record? But
0: it didn't. It just came out as one CD. Because he did do the double album when that was very, you know. The War like, and Peace one, right? Yeah, when that was like the trends, like late 90s. Yeah. Oh,
2: the War and Peace. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: And that was like, you know, it was interesting about that era of him, like Weeby Club and all that shit. Um, it, and, and that was like when players club hit and they had to post Friday and all that, it was like the first time he was like, I felt like at the time he was like chasing the industry. This is like post bad boy where it was like, you know, glossy and like kind of balling out and which he deserved, like this fucking guy, you know, it's like he rode Friday, like he's stars in it. You know what I mean? Like he had been in the industry calling shots. But I felt like it was the first time where I felt like looking at him like, oh, like you're you're keeping up with the Joneses. And I remember like that War and Peace shit hit and I was like I remember he had like the Weeby Club and Remix with DMX. Oh, wow. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, Short Chop was in that joint. He was all in that. And he was like "Ah." that was the first time where I was like, oh, like you're, you know, you're like everyone else now. Like you trying to catch this wave versus like west side connection like when that shit hit again being in the east coast i was like in eighth grade And I me and all my friends like throwing w's up like in our graduation pictures and shit like being west side we'd love bow down Gags just make the world go around all that shit we were like this is hard like him and mac 10 and, and dub c but like when that that war and peace shit hit i was like nah I was like, uh, but it was everywhere. You know what I mean? Like Weeby Clubham yeah. was fucking it was a
3: huge. Big.
0: It was a hit. It was huge, yeah. And it was like, uh, so I never played those albums because I was like, at the time, like my double album limit was like Biggie and Woo. Like I couldn't get everybody's double CD. Like it was, that's a quite an investment, like, like monetarily and, you know, listenership wise. But I remember when he did that, I was like, oh, so you're doing this too. Just like Bone Thugs, just like Eight Ball and MJG, like everyone's doing the double album, like you gotta check that off your list. You know, what I mean that was yeah. like the first like blemish for me in his yeah. career.
2: I, I've never, I don't, I don't think there has been a success. Well, no, nah, all eyes on me, I would say, but even that had oh, filler yes. to me. There you go. But there aside go. from yeah. that, yeah, the double album, I don't know, it's it's a, it's a failed concept, right? I think, as, as far as rap, as right. far as rap, I don't know about other genres,
0: because you know, with yeah. Blueprint too, it's got, it's got. it's got it's it's got, it's got too much filler on it. Too much, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it, it.
2: And I think if they split them up, they would both be stellar albums. All go. of them. Yeah. All of them, almost. The the, right. the 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 Bone Thugs one, the Wu one, everything. You know, if they distributed them differently.
0: True. But
2: just back to back that many songs. I mean, now we're used to it because it's playlist, playlist, playlist. Right. But yeah.
0: Mm. But see, the weird thing is in modern like all these young dudes like Roddy Rich like they're they're putting out like twenty four song albums. Yeah, but the like songs NBA, like one one, one, one yeah, verse. Like, I mean, yeah, like one for like a yeah. minute and a half, but it'll be like yeah. 25 fucking songs. You're like, oh, yeah, man, it'll be 25 it. songs in 30 minutes.
1: Yeah. yeah, for real, though. For real, though. Yeah.
0: It's, it's unbelievable. What what did, what did you guys think about like the Weeby Clubbing era, like that transition to like the ball? I, I stopped shit. listening to Ice Cube
1: when he changed his logo. Oh. Like, I, I didn't do it on purpose, but I realized it like looking back through his catalog. I was like, I never listened to him really after uh, Lethal Injection. Mm. I, I bought that one. Logo
0: released after that, yeah, I love that. That is lo- a great logo. Oh my god, it is fucking awesome. Lethal Injection was like, you know, him doing like the G funk type of shit. Like you know how I, I think live, I, I think I listen to
2: yeah, I still listen to a little Lethal Injection, but I mean, obviously, <laughs> I'm not I'm not objective about this, right? I mean, you know, I, I, I'm Team Q, right? So yeah. I always just look towards what he was doing, you know, just just to see what it was like to age and rap as well, mm-hmm. you know, because he's always mm-hmm. looked at like older brother, you know, so just trying to see some direction on where he's going. But like you said, I think there was a time where I was like, oh, you're trying to do what's popular
3: mm-hmm.
2: when when before you were more of way ahead of the curve, you know, but right. it, his rap skills is not the issue. It was more just what right. you know, the, the beat selection, imagery, yeah. uh, topics and all that kind of stuff. I mean, when you think about the guy who made Jacket for Beats or you know, uh, uh, Gangsta's fairy tale. You know, like those are like concepts, like how Nas has the backwards song, or or the yeah. song uh, yeah. where he where, where he plays the the credits in the beginning of the of the movie, and, and his rap. I, I can't remember what that was. I think it was on a uh, stillmatic or stillmatic.
0: something. Yeah, rewind. Yeah. yeah, Uh I
2: think I think that um, it was you know hard to watch, but also good to be like, okay, well, I don't want to go chase that. You know, like for me, for instance, let me make myself clear. Seeing him do that made me be like, okay, I don't ever need a club hit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I don't ever need to try because this is Ice Cube, you know? And I mean, I, the song was hot. Women danced to it and all that, but it's very difficult for me to watch Ice Cube have a song talking about he be clubbing, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole Don like, You can do it, put your back into it. Remember that yeah, thing? it was just a, different, yeah, yeah. It was a, different, a yeah. different
2: guy. And I mean, people grow and I, I respect the growth, but it was difficult to watch as a you know a younger i mean it wasn't difficult to watch it was good to see because it made me think hey okay these are steps i may or may not want to take it helped, right. it helped guide my my progression
0: yeah. you know it's interesting too about that war and peace shit see we, we got it fucked up it was two volumes released two years apart uh, oh was it yes so the first one was called the war disc and this one now see this is when and when Alaska, when we did our, our Woodstock '99 episode, well, shouts to Mike C-Town. and I had to, I like listened to those corn albums for the first time, like Ice Cube like pops up on that shit, right? I don't know why you like, did that to yourself? It was it was fascinating, um, but he he has corn on that album on his album War and Peace Volume One called Fuck Dying, featuring corn. Huh. But on the same album, he's got like short chop on like three four songs. He's got Mac Ten on a joint he has like ea ski shouts to ea ski he's got a beat on there um the rest is kind of like a low-key affair but then when you get to the peace disc this is when we're this is like the full-blown jiggy shit right where he has like a beat from puffy on this album and mario Winans oh, wow. and like young lord who was down with bad boy and like mm. this has you know you can do it put your back into it like chris roxon oh he has that song it was on one of the um friday soundtracks hello with dre and wren and I, I don't know if you guys remember, there was a short spell where they were going to reunite NWA and have yeah, with Snoop Dogg. Be in the Easy E spot after Easy died. Yeah. Um. So that song "Hello" was going to uh, be like the reintroduction to like a new NWA. That never came out. But anyway, he has like that on this album. This is like the Peace disc. He's got Chucky Thompson, rest in peace, from Bad Boy. No. It's like a lot of Bad Boy shit happened on this record, which is like the Battle Cats on here, Crazy Bone, Mac Ten. It's it's a real it's like a really strange thing like like i'm it's i'm kind of fascinated like i might i might want to play this one actually this it seems like like i want to hear him on bad boy production in 2000 (laughs) it sounds like a thought experiment like what the what how could this sound to me you know what i mean because like bad boy 2000 was also making like black rob and g you know what i mean it wasn't just like mace who was awesome but I just think it, it'd be. Wasn't that kind of around like the Players Club era? That's what I'm saying. That, yeah, it was like yeah. that era of him where it was like. Don Mega. Yes, yeah, the Don yeah. Mega. Oh, my <laughs> God. I don't find you know, the funny part about when he did like the Weeby Club remix with DMX. And, you know, DMX is like before his album drop, he's doing features. And Ice Cube says, who want to sex DMX get naked? And I was like. Oh, that's <laughs> a very <laughs> weird thing to say on a song. Hey. <laughs> it's DMX probably wasn't in the studio when that, when that, when that got over. He break. starts barking, like he starts going crazy on something. but it's like, it's just a straight. The thing I always said about Cube was like, when those, when that era happened, I was like, he's like a wartime president, not a peacetime president. <laughs> like he That's needs perfect. Reagan and Bush and Dan Quayle. You know what I mean? He doesn't need Clinton where everything's fucking chilling out and everyone's getting money and the economy's booming. And he can get money to do all these movies and labels. He needs like he needs a worthy adversary to be <laughs> in his shit. Yeah. Everything's going good. He's like, oh, I mean, all right, I guess I'll run clubs. You know, yeah. you can do it. Uh, but if, if like if he came out when Trump was hitting, that's the Cuba. You see what I'm saying? Like he needs that type of shit to me to be the cube that inspires people. I feel like versus like being famous. Mm-hmm. if that makes mm-hmm. sense i think he's a i get it i get it i get it there's no knock on him whatsoever i just think that's because those songs were hits like we're saying those were fucking massive hits they're like that's hard to pull off they're huge I mean? yeah. they're fucking gigantic oh my fucking god uh Alaska, why, why don't we take our next break dude
1: we're zooming so through so man what, why don't
0: we, we hit got? up like one one more thing real quick oh, let's we'll it
1: probably it. actually okay. wrap it up okay cool um and I, I didn't actually send this on the thing with, to, to you and Castro, but um, I did mention it to the, in the text of Tajay. The volume 10 controversy. Are you all familiar with this?
2: Would they say that volume 10 was still in a style or something? or what? No,
1: that Cube stole volume 10 style. Oh, because wow. In the I'm Good Life documentary, sure. they talk about Cube showing up to like a bunch of shows where volume 10 was performing and then coming with
0: volume 10 style later on. Okay, so who is volume 10? I don't know what this is.
1: Pistol grip pump,
2: on my all up at all times. Fools, um, we jack another whole bit of, Volume 10's got the traditional good life, Uh, you know, the... the uh, What do they call that? Uh, chopping style. I, oh, I, yeah, chopping, I don't think, yeah. I don't, think yeah. You, I don't think you... I don't think you... I'd never... I would think if anything, it would be the other way around, but I don't want to get myself in this, No rap trouble. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, that's, that's always the way I thought. Like, it was kind of the same thing, and I don't know whether it's true or not, like, Freestyle Fellowship and Bone Thugs... I know nah, that. I th- now look Yomo yeah. and Malkey. Yomo
2: and Malkey for the love of money. Remember that the same same mm-hmm. track. Look that up. That's the same one that Bone Thugs used. Right? Mm-hmm. They used the yeah. same track twice. Easy is behind both of them.
3: Ooh. I can really
2: see that. Uh, I can see Freestyle Fellowship's um, influence on that style. But I also believe you know once you put styles into the universe, they just kind of you know it's they like kinda, any time. Yeah. I mean, also, I think the the Inner Mind's Eye, the second Leaders album, I feel like Ooh. they went out and, and probably saw the good life. And I think Monch and them, too, kind of saw what what the dudes were doing Ooh. and was like, ah, hey, I could do that. You know, I, I don't think I don't think that it was intentional. I think yeah. that, I think all rappers, especially avant-garde rappers, are trying to push the envelope. But, you, you know, things, Freestyle right? Fellowship, them dude, Yeah. And them dudes are instruments. Right. I mean,
1: they're right. human yeah.
2: instruments. So I I. It, I can see that, but I, I wouldn't put Cube in that category. Right?
1: I always thought it of felt far-fetched. Um, with regards to the Bone Thugs, I used to just, like, like in, like, the sort of, like, indie scene in, like, the, the late 2000s or early 2000s, like, there was a group of, like, die-hard freestyle fellowship enthusiasts. Mm-hmm. And I used to just say that freestyle fellowship ripped off Bone Thugs. Oh, they, oh, they'd go crazy. It, huh? it, it would get them <laughs> so mad. But, um, <laughs> I never actually believed it. It was just something to like really annoy a group of people. It, it, it's not far too far fetched because you know Mike and
2: i I think worked with Eazy-E and the, okay. that, that for the love of money Yomo and Malkey connection. But I just don't see Bone Thugs were so deep into that style that they had. Right, I, I see it more as like a reggae influence style mm. than than, 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 it, uh, than, our, than the
1: other rappers. I think it's different enough too. It's not yeah. like I mean, other than like rapping kind of fast. Yeah. I think if like you pay attention to the styles, it's like, it's still so different.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And then also, I think, I can't explain it. It was, I just feel like they have a very deep reggae influence. You know, because yeah, it's I like see that. You, the women, women, da, 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 you know what I mean? And right. I don't think that freestyle fellowship is all, you know, English word, King's English words, right? There's yeah. they're never, they're never Billy Billy Bong. Yada, da, 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 da. They're always saying, even when they're chopping it up really, you know, like the bus driver yeah. and all that kind of like, yep. they're saying, they're speaking clear English. It's just fast.
1: Yeah,
0: true. Yeah.
1: So I'm glad we cleared up the volume 10 content. I mean, <laughs> got to the bottom of it. Yeah, I've never yeah. even heard that
2: though. I need to watch that, that, that uh, documentary, I guess, but I never, that, cause volume 10 doesn't, I mean, they have a timber similar mm. yeah. vocal tone, but
1: as far as style, uh, now, like, I, I, think, I think like jack
2: yeah
1: it was practice cube started coming out with that a little bit more you know like when he was earlier yeah. he was just sort of laid back
0: true
1: but like probably like predator and lethal injection he started like hitting those notes a little bit more yeah but the boom, so ping, ping. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah like that type of shit. yeah, yeah. I mean, well,
2: like but also, like, I, I listened to those is... records
1: I was like he sounded more like he was sort of heavily influenced by cypress hill at that point. Cy- cypress, saying, like, maybe yeah. cypress maybe cypress maybe cypress
2: maybe he started smoking weed and just you know was vibing out yeah. a little a little harder you know style to me if, if you're gonna bite on it you know i mean you right. look yeah. at a guy like drake he's just a he's like rogue right or the game yeah. or something they could just take your style and be like it's mine now <laughs> and i'm gonna yeah. make millions from billions from it you know so if you're gonna if you're gonna take it own it i don't feel like q ever was doing i never felt like he was not doing him even in the, in the yeah. era where he never wasn't necessarily doing what I was into. Right. I never felt like, Oh, he's, you know, but I could see the Cypress influence oh. too, you know, v- visually, you know, the beanie, you know, a lot of, dude. a lot of that, but you got to look at it like grand Pooba and be real. Another, I want to have a, a obscure connections <laughs> documentary.
0: <laughs> be real. Like,
2: I think oh, be real and grand Puba don't get enough uh, dude, respect real. as far as how much, um, Influence they have yeah. on, on everybody that heard them, you know, like, mm-hmm. but, but they both were just ill, and like, you could just see elements of them in everybody that came after them, yeah. like how, like how
1: Rakim is, or something like that. Yo, yeah.
0: We, we've real talked real about Poova
1: a lot on this podcast. Um, we do. I was still salty about Real to Real being pushed back for like uh. two years. Um, uh. <laughs> and by the time I, it came out, it was like it was dated. Uh, not nah, yeah, like, I didn't
2: even know that though. You know, if, if I'm more on the West Coast, like real, real. I love yeah, that.
1: um, I was going to the record store every week, uh, and it would just uh, keep getting pushed back. And it was like it was supposed to come out, I think, in like '92, maybe, it end up coming out like late '93. Duh. Wow! And by wow. then, like the whole sound of hip hop had changed. Yep. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, at um, least East I, Coast hip hop.
2: I did. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. I just did a song with a uh, Poo and, and Grand Agent actually. Ooh, Grand uh, Agent! Yeah, yeah. Holy
0: shit! Why? Yeah, so
2: it, it, it's, it's pretty cool, man. I, I want. I hope it sees a lot of that.
0: Yeah. that's awesome. I love Grand Agent, man. Yeah, he's a he's Philly a, fucking a legend. Yeah, I love that a, dude. Dude, the first show I ever went to by myself, it was Quali Dilated, hosted by Grand Agent.
2: Oh, that's wow. dope. Like that's
0: dope. I that's was, that like, era. That's that era. Yes, you I had in you high had school. The, you
2: had the beanie cap with the bill.
0: Oh, oh of course, <laughs> cipher hat. I had <laughs> a apple, strong apple jack joint,
2: right? <laughs> Very
0: strong cipher hat, ready to go. Ready to go. Ready. You know? I was in the yeah. front, dolo at that show. <laughs> no one and no one I was friends with was wanting to go. I was like, "Fuck that! I will." You might even had a chew stick at the time. Yeah, you might have yes. had it. Yeah. I was <laughs> rapping about pyramids. I was living yeah. it. Pyramids just came naturally to me. I understood it. It was a deeper science. You that know what is, I mean? It's like, crazy
2: that that's an era now. I like Because that's still, in my mind, unfortunately, fresh as like new school, you know, like, oh yeah. or
0: late, later new school, next school or
2: something. Wow. That's like an old, old era.
0: Bro, yo, Grand Agent by Design album is fucking phenomenal record, dude. He yeah. is. And he has this one song with Pete Rock called this is what they meant which is like one of the most like alaska you always say like p rock's beats sound like sitting in front of a fireplace with like a blanket on like drinking cider <laughs> that beat <laughs> that, 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 that yeah. beat look at that up grand agent this is what they meant that beat okay. is that shit sitting at a fireplace the night of christmas when everyone's in bed and you're just chilling out by yourself that beat is that shit it's a comfy okay. fucking blanket with a mug of like a hot toddy that's that. <laughs> this That's is what dope. they meant. That's and Pete Ryman with Grand Agent. Oh my! I can't believe you said that. Oh, he's oh, never he never come up on this show. I love. Yeah, I oh got
2: man. He's he's ill. I did a Grand tour Asians. with him in Caplow. Uh, oh wow! God. It was cool. It was cracking. I did I Yo. did a tour and I think in, some stuff in Europe with him too. But yeah, we did we did all the U.S. Yeah, because uh,
0: wasn't Grand Agent? He was living in Germany for a minute. He was in Cologne. Yep, yeah, Cause, yeah, because he had that album like Fish Out of Water, and he had the Ono yep. record. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. My, okay, I gotta get him. Wow. He's. Fucking incredible, dude, man! Oh, he's so slept on, even in Philly. Like, unless you have to be a certain age, then no grand agent in Philly. But when name and all them was hitting, everyone was like, "Yeah." Listeners, check it out, Zilla Bracha. Listen, as a shorty, I was playing in the front yard of the crib, and I fell down and I bumped my head. And then somebody helped me up and asked me if I bumped my head, and I said, "Yeah." So then they said, "Oh, so that means we gonna we gonna switch it up on her." And I said, yeah, a- Andrew. Andrew is the greatest. And known as a shorty, I was always told that if I ain't gonna be part of the greatest, I gotta line with the greatest myself. And that's Andrew. The Rain Knows What Is Doing album available now. Cassettes are sold out, but we got CDs, beanies, dad hats, mugs. It's cracking. $3pistol.com for fans of Beck. Evidence, Buck 65, Dap Tone Records, if you're with it, spread love, if people want the wild shit, we're gonna give you some more, Andrew, The Rain Knows What It's Doing, available now. What
2: up y'all's panels man, East Hampton Polar Boys, we're the catalog out now man, we got CDs, merch, all that, insubordinate records.com man, make sure you don't sleep on it, cause before you know it, it's gonna be all gone, so make sure you head over there, stream it, do all that. Long live Lord Jones, man, win the catalogue album of the year, you know what it is.
0: Peace. Hey yo, she caught me woo garments from overseas, belogan knees with extra palm, drown fresh panini, ground filled, chopped garlic and
4: knowledge. Get demolished, fly air of goddess, never modest. Perfect sonics my palace. Why is missing? Acoustics hitting and needle, bless the vinyl. Been the
1: champion, just give me the title. Hey friends, it's me your friendly neighborhood podcast host in Alaska. And I'm here to tell you about an exciting new project that I just released with my friend Jason Griff. You might know Jason Griff from his many appearances on the Call Out Culture podcast, as well as his groundbreaking work with the Griff's Corsese Midnight Express album. Also, his solo project, Fireside Chats. You need a sweater and a bearskin rug for that one, fellas. Anyway... We just dropped a new record called Human Zoo. And Human Zoo examines the cages that we put around society and the self-imposed cages we put around ourselves. It features exciting tracks like Reboot featuring Fatboy Boy Sharif, and Animal Farm featuring Love Ulysses. We also have additional vocals from the likes of Alex Ludovico. Not Ludovico, Ludovico with a C. See what I'm saying there, people? And Premrock! And then the all-hook-all-the-time track featuring vocal stylings from Curly Castro, Zilla Rocca, Def Sea, Rob Sonic, Breezy Bruin, and Open Mike Eagle. If you like the rap music, folks, you're gonna want to get this record. It's a must-have for every true aficionado, and you could get it at records dot com. Alaska, Final Ice Cube, we've,
0: uh, we've covered it. I mean, a lot. I mean, shit. What's oh, uh, real quick. What's what's your favorite Ice Cube acting performance besides uh, Boys, Boys and Hood. Uh oh, Craig. Yeah, right, that correct? Right. Yeah, right. I got to think. Of, I got. I got to think of something off the wall. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pull up his IMDb real quick. I can't. I already said the most basic shit with uh with fucking um. What's it called today was a good day. Um, oh, you, I I did like him in the Glass Shield. you remember seeing that movie? I
2: remember <laughs> seeing it, but I can't remember the the, the concept. It was about he was corrupt like, cops or something, right? Corrupt Yeah,
0: Cox. and then and he was on the stand. They were like. Because I remember his name was like Teddy or something. I was always like, Teddy. Like, a <laughs> <or is this laughs> like... Theodore. Theodore. Yeah. And they were like, Teddy, such and such, how do you plead? He goes, Man, I didn't do it. <laughs> and I was like, That was the strongest fucking thing to say to a judge. It's like, Man, his name was Teddy Woods. That <laughs> show, Teddy. That was not written for a black person. That Teddy wrote, Woods. Teddy Woods. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> That was for like Michael J. Fox, and he was like, "I'm good." They were like, "All right, call an Ice Cube." Um, his, his um, his best character
1: name though is from uh, what is it? Ghost of Mars, where he is. <laughs> Sorry, let me find
0: it. It's Ghost amazing. Of Mars? Is that the John Carpenter uh, shit?
1: Yeah. Oh wow. His name is Desolation Williams. Oh that's wow. Name.
0: That's a that's great an amazing name. Desolation Williams. Huh? Um. Uh jokes aside, I think I think my favorite Q performance in the movie is Three Kings. Oh,
4: oh yeah, he was, he was good yeah. yeah. in that yeah. awesome yeah. in that movie. Yeah. And that was
0: like him with Clooney ruling the world and like Marky Mark becoming like a star. Yeah. And Q was like carrying that shit. Like he it wasn't like a gimmick. See what I mean? It was like he was really thorough in that movie. I love that movie, yeah. man. Yeah, and that's crazy. He
1: his ass off.
0: Yeah, he he he, he gets it in. But yeah, to, know, he to me great top, in 21 jump street too. That's what I was gonna say when he yeah. played the when he played the, the yeah. police captain who's just screaming yeah. all the time. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I like I like kind of how he plays, he's able to make poke fun of at himself too yes. when he does these roles. Yeah. Like, yeah, like I know I'm over the top, kind of you know. No, that was I <laughs> that was yeah, fucking fired, dude. But to me, man, cube is in my top 10. Two is in my top ten. Just because he ber- he birthed so many and he 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 just he embodied that ethos that I think. Rap embodies to a large extent. You know, he 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 was he was he is the spirit of you know <laughs> of rap for 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 a minute. You know, for a yeah. cool minute. Like when he split from yeah. NWA, there was no question on whether or not he would fail. Mm. That we knew he would be successful. You know, and then when he got with the Bomb Squad, we just didn't know it was going to be that incredible. But we knew, like, yeah. you know he's the man. Like, Cube's leaving NWA. Sorry for them. True. You know, it wasn't. It wasn't like what is he going to do? It was literally True. like, True. damn, they lost their star player.
1: Yeah, no, they're, they're screwed. Yeah. Oh, and, and um, people, I mean his run time. from like straight out of Compton through Predator, even lethal injection is like yeah. crazy. Not many rappers have a run
0: like that. Crazy. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Crazy. Oh, and then in Hollywood, I was thinking he put on Chris Tucker and Mike Epps. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. think of Jesus. And even like Ava Mendez, who was in like all about the Benjamins, she really wasn't shit before that movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's yeah. he he's got like such an ill Vision for who he works with and puts him in a place, and then like you were saying, Taj at the beginning, when you look back, you're like, actually, Cube is kind of like the seed in the in the dirt. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. you need water. Six degrees, but, ice cube. Yeah. yeah, like Cube is. That's all. Yeah, yeah.
2: Hats off always. I, but I, I think there's nobody who, when we have hip hop discussions. And I say he's in my top ten. Nobody's like, no, he's got to be below this, that, or third. It's maybe younger people, right? But, but, yeah. but, I don't think there's any question he he would be a, he's a top ten MC of all time
0: to me. Yeah. To me, how's that? That works for me. Uh, anything else, Alaska? You? you want to toss out before we wrap up, my man? No, I think we're good. I mean, Tasha, you, you got
2: anything you want to promote? uh yeah i got a new album called uh black tech it's me and the architect you know i got g rap on there saw si rock casual uh planet asia It's you know so it's gonna be some rap shit that's coming soon uh dropped a new single in traffic i didn't really drop it it just exists in the world uh i'm waiting <laughs> to drop the whole album you know i mean it's out djs have it you know i'll send it to you so you can check it oh, out yeah. but um uh then uh Black Hoodie Chronicles is the next rap noir album going on. I I dropped a single with Guilty Simpson called Vantage recently. And we dropped a new, uh, we got a a collab with Carhartt, like these Carhartt jackets and stuff. So just check, check us out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You can check me out at rap noir, you know, at rap noir on all the little socials. You'll, you'll see everything that I'm doing, but. Yeah, that's about it. I, I just completed my kitchen today, so I'm about to go cook up a nice. storm.
0: Fuck yeah!
2: You know, my nice. backsplash is finally in. You know, look at you. Did you nice. go Dad subway rat, tile? Dad did you, go, did
0: you go subway nice. tile, or did you go like it's, it's know, like pattern. some Turkish?
2: Not Turk. What is that? A uh, Portugal? You know, like oh, it's like it's got a pattern. It's got a pattern. It's got a pattern. Good. Nice. Very good.
1: So, I, I don't know if you want this in the episode, so we don't have to put it, but. <laughs> you you were listing your house on twitter like the did you sell Man, that? You got i sold
2: that room? within six days we damn. were closed yeah, that place we, we were really in big contract big yeah so wow, what i'm damn. doing i sold that house because i'm downsizing i moved into one of my rentals because i'm building a hotel in panama sure a, oh, a wow. business, and i'm building yes. a, a studio called tropical sounds and a venue actually we're going to have a, a festival uh november 28th through december 3rd this year so i'm building a studio two ssl boards 5,000 person outdoor venue, we got a pool wow. and restaurants and all that. Sure. But I'm, you know, it's, it's time, it's time to take it international, man. There's scuba diving and surfing and, and you can swim with the, with the orcas and with the, with the whale sharks and all that kind of stuff. It's That's cool, amazing. man, but I, I, I want to have a hip hop presence down there. Hip hop in Latin America it's ciphers on every corner right now. Mm. You know, we need to go down there with the with the, with the Fidel Castro. Ah, yeah. Maybe not, maybe not. Maybe actually, maybe, maybe, maybe we shouldn't. Maybe not. Anti-socialist. But, yeah, <laughs> but, but I mean, ciphers everywhere. If you look up uh, Red Bull, Batalla, B-A-T-A-L-L-A, millions of followers, they have arena-sized battles where, they're, where they freestyle over beats. Imagine that. They're rapping nice. wow. the head over beats against each other. Oh, wow. Wow. That used to be called battling. Anyways, they're doing that, but, like, seriously ill. You know, they got this in all the different countries. So I want to try to hold the Panamanian, like, regionals or maybe have some championships down there. But also want artists to be able to come out, record, kick it with their families, hang out in a low-pressure environment, Mm. make some good music, and and get out of there, man. So Tropical Sounds is the name of the studio, and Hibiscus Garden is the hotel. That's
0: awesome. Holy shit. Wow. I think that's yeah. the coolest thing. When's well, the so
2: HGTV show coming on? You know what? I, I At the beginning of all this, I should have filmed everything because it would be really, really interesting. Right. It would be cool. Right. I, be I, I remodeled. I remodeled the old house, sold that. They're remodeling this house. We're, we're building, you know, the pool will be done in about two weeks. I, I mm. wish I would have had the uh, infrastructure. I discussed it with a couple of producers, but. It costs as much to film the stuff as it does uh, to sure, yeah. actually build it. So you know, all my funds have been going towards really building it. But I think I've taken enough pictures that hopefully there will be some sort of story so that people Damn. can see the the thing because it's really about consuming less here, right? You know, taking taking the skills and the knowledge that I have and the money I made here and taking it somewhere, but. I'm not trying to make like an exclusive hotel people can't go to. It's for the people out there. It's affordable. You know, my rooms start around 30 bucks. The nice. majority of my uh, 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 patrons are, are Panamanian. They're just coming out to the countryside to hang out. And I'm trying to do that worldwide, create these sort of bed and breakfasts that are kind of music centric. So we'll have a studio, we'll have turntables in the rooms and all that kind of stuff. So wow. people can, can can be creative while they're relaxing, you know? Because that's amazing. when the best stuff gets expired. I mean, inspired most of the time, right? Yeah. Of course. Yeah.
0: You're chilling the fuck out. Um, That's fucking awesome. Speaking of uh, chilling the fuck out, thank you. We have uh, yo, the dude. Side note, you you row guys like all just live the illest lives. Period. Like, <laughs> period. So shouts to indie rappers like living dope, <laughs> dope situations. Um, speaking of chilling out, we have the the album from my man Andrew. That's his name. Uh, the rain knows what it's doing. We sold out all cassettes. I'm hitting the post office again this weekend, shipping out more CDs. The the international shit, a little wild. Like Slovenian cats are just getting CDs I shipped in December. What are you going to do? So if you're international, you know, keep your fingers crossed. Um, But the Andrew album is, it's the time. Well, in Philly today, it was 66 degrees inexplicably. It's going to be 39 degrees tomorrow. But when it's nice out, you can stream. Andrew's album is now on streaming. It's no longer just on Bandcamp. But the, the dad hats and the mugs and beanies are... They're doing pretty well. So shout out to everybody rocking with that. And um, what else? Man, I don't know what else we got, uh, Alaska Me and you were still working on our album. Um yeah. You sent me some demos. And uh, that's pretty much it. On my end, what do you got, dude?
1: Uh, I mean, not much. Just last semester, of my master's. And then. Uh, <laughs> hey, congratulations, man. In. Congratulations. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Uh, I just did a, a cool podcast today with uh, Cam from Crate 808. Shouts and Crate uh, 8 Mike 8. C-Town. We uh, uh, talked about the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. Oh,
2: Shots I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. But shout out, shout out to uh, R.J. Payne. Ooh. The, the only Leatherface we acknowledge. I'm that's a Philly <laughs> dude
0: right there. A yeah, yeah. Oh, really? He's from yeah, Philly.
2: Yeah, he used to, yeah, he okay. used to be.
0: Um, okay. Oh, he came up on the street battle DVD scene with Meek Mill. Uh-huh. uh I, 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 I don't get me, don't get me fucked up. I'm pretty sure his name used to be Rain Man. Uh-huh. And he was in that run, the early 2000s, too raw for the streets, all those dudes with Meek. And then he kind of dipped out and then he hopped back in on the indie wave and became RJ Painter linked up with Benny. So he's been nasty for almost 20 years in Philly. So that's
2: the pain and ransom. I'm really feeling as far as that, that, that chamber and uh, what's the other guy, uh, Rome. Of course, Conway and Benny. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, Rome uh, streets. Rome Streets. And then there's a guy, Uncle John or something like that. Uncle, or, John. Yeah. Uncle yeah. John. Yeah. That one is a uh, man. He's, yo too. Yeah. Like in DC. I'm like, whoa, DC. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: You got, you got to check his one joint, uh, Lordy by Nature. That's my favorite. Wow. Where he has a song awesome. called, like, How to Hack a Tesla in 60 Seconds. Like, huh. The whole, the whole project's about <laughs> fucking carjacking. Like, oh, that's awesome. tough. That's tough. That's tough. Lordy by Nature. That shit is All hard. Right. Shouts to him. And uh, I think that's about it. Alaska, I think we got everything else under wraps,
1: yeah. I mean, yeah, human Oof. two records out. Um, we repressed the DVD uh CD, but other uh, than that, nothing going on
0: there. That's about it, man. Well, yeah. shit uh, yeah, for appreciate y'all for, for real. Year to cool yeah, thank you for, yeah. for joining us, man. Oh, I mean, yeah, this has been incredible. Uh, co op culture shouts to our patrons showing out. The Patreon shit is popping right now, sure, mostly to support Castro which we appreciate. And then if uh, you want to follow, if you want to be Eminem stands and diss us for a YouTube account, that's fine. We, we're not really heavily on YouTube, but we got the shit on YouTube. So all the Eminem fans, are, you guys, you got fucking two, vi- two views. You guys are cloud chasing. I mean, go fuck yourself. Your whole account's dedicated to Eminem and you're 35 but anyway if you don't if you don't want to miss us it anymore, it occurs, as you, you can tell it really was <laughs> it was incredible um it's they all had like they all, had like they all had like bad mustaches too that was the funniest part of all the eminem cats we've been shitting on <laughs> tajay does not feel this way but for the record it's just us so he loves eminem and all his followers um but if you want to fuck with us on twitter we're active on there. pod instagram i gotta update I the, the that instagram that. That. And then, uh, the YouTube, the Patreon, Quad Culture Podcast, we'll do Patreon. Some of this shit we've been talking about with Tajay will just be on Patreon. So just five hours a month, come fuck with us. It's pretty cool. And then, uh, pretty much it, man. So, uh, I think we're done, boys. Another great fucking episode. Thank you so much. Love. To the almighty yeah. souls and Hyro crew.
2: Get some Hyrule coin. Get some Hyrule coin. You know, get some bar. Fuck yeah. We'll
1: That's good. That's, That's wild. It's amazing. <laughs>
0: Alright gentlemen, I hey. Alright. Right.
1: Y'all have a good hey. one man, thanks hey, once so much again. you too. Oh yeah, man. Please, one man.
2: peace.